Welcome to episode 146 of Crack the Customer Code. Big thanks to Audible.com for sponsoring this episode. Get your free audiobook and a 30-day free trial as a listener to this podcast by visiting audibletrial.com slash customer code and get listening to your favorite customer experience book today. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with my co-host and coach of customer service, Adam Toporek. I want to call you Duh Coach, but Chicagoans would get really upset with me because there's only one Duh Coach. I don't know what Duh Coach is. I'm not. From it's Ditka. Oh, Ditka is Duh Coach. I did not know that. I've learned something new. Once a year, this go. happens with you and me. Thank you. <laughs> so I like the coach thing. It's Olympics. And uh, can I be the Olympic coach of customer service? Oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> Look, you know, if it's going to go on the business card, it has to resonate with people. It's got to Only sell. if I get a gold medal. <laughs> you always have a gold medal in my heart, Jeannie. Oh, there it is. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of gold medals. Oh, here's the segue, everybody. You Are you ready? ready? Are you ready? <laughs> we have a Olympic caliber sales professional. <laughs> that, was, that was the best I yes. had today. Thank yes. you very much. She's going to love that. <laughs> But seriously, we have Casey Carpenter today, and man, we had a fun conversation. One, I liked it because we mixed it up a bit. We've talked about sales a little bit on Crack the Customer Code, but not quite in this way. So it was fun, mm -hmm. and we had met Casey, and she is just a bundle of energy and, here's what's cool, knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of energetic people out there that don't really have a lot to say. Watch Dancing yeah. with the Stars, you'll see what I mean. But because you watch it every week, I'm sure. <laughs> I have a good story for that for offline. But anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree. Casey is the real deal. And she had I just love how like down to earth her advice is, too. She's not talking about, you know, using technology in weird ways or anything. She's really talking about the basics, but in a way that makes sense for t the way we sell to each other today and the way we have these connections with each other today. So I really, really like the conversation that we're about to share. I did too. And I loved all the overlaps between her sales message and customer experience and the things mm -hmm. we talk about. And it's what you and I have always talked about. There's so much overlap. They're more the same than they are different, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. well, so let's it's get... all about customers and it's this episode. It's all about Casey. So why don't you tell us about Casey Carpenter? All right. This is the first sentence of her bio is a little hard to believe, but I'm going to say it anyways. An, <laughs> in, an introverted, shy wallflower turned dynamic business builder. I believe the second part. Casey knows this. Anyone can improve her sales skills with the right training and the right mentor. Casey founded the Sales Breakthrough Coach for organizations that want to exponentially improve their sales, communication, and leadership skills, and close more deals. She designed and delivered customized online learning content for the Productive Environment Institute and recently led sales and leadership boosting workshops for Believe, Inspire, Grow, Women in Health Management, and the Association of Image Consultants International. Casey served as a sales expert panelist at Montclair State University's Women Entrepreneurs Week, and this is big. She recently joined the Forbes Coaches Council, an invitation-only community for leading business coaches. She is also the author of the brand new book, Introverts in Sales, Turn Your Peaceful Power into a Profitable Selling Machine. Casey, how are you today? I am awesome, Adam. Thank you for having me. Oh, so Hi. happy to have you here. 
Sorry, I was interrupting. Hi, Casey. Hi, Eugenie. <laughs> we're, we're very happy to have you here. I'm great. We're, we're glad to share what you have with our listeners. And we've talked about how being scrappy is so important. And I, I think people will get a lot of scrappy tips out of this. <laughs> oh, yes, they will. They will. I love it. Yes. <laughs> so I wanted to start because I think that we talk a lot about customer experience and customer service and the entire end-to-end customer journey. And it's amazing to me how many people miss how important the sales process is to the overall customer experience. They think the customer journey starts after sales. And I really believe that it starts before sales even. And so what do you think are the ways the sales process really sets the stage for the customer's journey? Yeah, that's a fabulous question. And I couldn't agree with you more because when I think about myself as a sales professional, I I think that when I go before a prospective client, they are interviewing me. And I mean, yes, we're really interviewing each other, but let's face it, if it's their decision and their choice, they probably have several competitors, if you will, lined up from which to choose. And they're going to select the person who really gets them the most, if you know what I mean. So, uh, you know, for me in my world, what that means is it means doing your your pre-call research so that you really understand where they're coming from. You know what their needs are. You know how to deliver value. And you're conversant in that. You're able to bring it up in conversation naturally and organically. So for me, I couldn't agree with you more. I I mean, selling really begins, frankly, from the time you get up that morning. You know, whatever (laughs) it is that you're wearing, whatever rituals that you undertake, whatever you do to make yourself get in that zone to have a really productive customer interaction. So this, so that for me, that's where it all begins. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but you can, know, we, can we go to church here? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I love that because you know, obviously one of the big shifts in discussion that's happened around customer service is the shift from customer service to customer experience, to the fact that all of this is part of what the customer experiences. And you know, your message is so spot on. This is one of the things Jeannie and I like to talk about is that intersection between sales and and customer service and customer experience. And when you talked about preparing mm. and being ready, I, I know you focus on uh, what you call pre-sales call planning. Like, and so how does that sort of create the better customer connections and pave the way for these experiences? How, because you know, we talk about salespeople setting expectations for mm-hmm. the rest of the organization. So t- tell me how that all works, right? pre-sales calls planning, the sales. Yes. Well, in in my opinion, the way that you prepare or lack thereof, really, I think it impacts your brand and the overall impression that you're making with that with that prospective customer. You know, when I I spoke, um, I did a breakout session at at NSA, the National Speakers Association, and I did some research to prepare for that breakout. And what I learned was that 57 percent of all sales professionals are only somewhat prepared for their sales interactions and that one out of six even bother to prepare. One so out of six? One out of six. And I, I think that's a critical disconnect because we're obviously in a very connected, you know, social media driven world. And if I am a buyer 
what I'm certainly going to do first and foremost is research everybody up, down, backwards, sideways on LinkedIn, their websites, and then try to get a little extra intelligence, if you if you will. You know, what is what am I seeing on their website and what is it not telling me? So I really want to do my homework as a buyer. So if you're selling to me and then you show up and you are ill-prepared, you don't really know too much about my industry, my background, or my issues, concerns, problems, you're not, frankly, you're not going to cut it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I will invite you to leave. And, you know, today's sellers cannot afford to make these critical errors because when you think about selling nowadays, most of it is done online. And I, by that, I mean, with our prospective buyers being so ultra prepared and knowing so much about us as, as sellers, it's just not fair. There's a critical imbalance when we show up and we haven't given them that same courtesy. And that's really what it is. It's a courtesy. And it shows that I have made an effort. It shows that I care. I cared enough to really research you as best as I could. And I'm going to use that face-to-face interaction to fill in the blanks with what I don't know. Does that make sense? Hmm, I wonder if there's a lesson here for customer service. (laughs) Knowing your customer, what they want, connecting with them. (laughs) Yes, yes. One of the things we've talked about on this show, as well as just in life in general, uh, is how bad some of the preparation is when you do have all of this information on your at your fingertips. So we all get those sales calls where they don't even know what our company does or who we are. And I, I've had calls from companies that basically do the same thing I do. And they're asking me if I need their help. <laughs> yes. yes. And I'm like, I'm not sure what led you to me. I'm not sure what, how much you spent on that list, <laughs> yes. but it's a really yes. bad list. You know, um, you should say, you should answer them. Yes, I do need your help. Please shut down immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need less competition. <laughs> oh, and so, well, I think you bring up a really interesting point though, because there, there are so much information. LinkedIn is kind of the granddaddy of this. And, one of the things I'm finding is that because there's so much information and because there are so many ways to connect with buyers and sellers, um, on LinkedIn in particular, the spam quotient is kind of off the charts. And what happens is it feels like people read one headline or they decide, okay, everybody with this word in their you know, descriptor paragraph, uh, they just kind of blast out these semi-personal notes. And so I'm wondering if you're seeing that, first of all, and and what are your recommendations to the salespeople who are thinking, oh, my gosh, this is great. I can just I can email 50 people a day. And, you know, what what do you tell those folks? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I, I want to invite them to be in that prospective customer's shoes. What must it be like to have gotten up that morning and, you know, and, and be seated behind that person's desk? They're busy, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's no doubt that, that we're just moving at warp speed nowadays to get into maybe an eight or nine hour day. What, I don't know, what, I don't know, used, the, pace, the pace was much slower. That's, that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Right, so <laughs> for sure. People don't have time, frankly, to mess around and nor nor can a salesperson affect to blow it. So if you want to have an ex- a, a really effective sales campaign, take the time. 
you know, read beyond the headline, go, you know, read the whole blog post, read the article, dig for the nuances. So don't just stop with what you read, but try to intuit what might be important to that, that individual and their, and their world, you know, what is going on in their industry at large and ask them questions about the the industry at large, and then specifically, how is that impacting them? But certainly, you know, just researching, doing a little SEO keyword search is not going to give you the depth in order to have a really wonderful sales conversation. You need to do your homework. Mm-hmm. I, I hope everybody hears that, and I want to underline that and put it in bold. <laughs> <laughs> and just because nuance is part of the human condition, and yeah. I think sometimes we try to eliminate that when we are trying to go for efficiency. Well, and oh, it's really, really important. The homework part is important. Yes. Well, it is. And, you know, it's interesting. I, I've never really thought about it in this way before because Jeannie and I have talked about the LinkedIn spam and uh, we've ranted about it a few times. But, you know, you've been in sales for a while. So I'm interested what your perspective on this is. We talked about being scrappy earlier. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think maybe it's just coming from traditional sales or traditional business and having this online world. Like, I can be a lot more scrappy. I'm going to use that instead of pushy <laughs> um, <laughs> in person because I can read your body. Like, language. I can read your face. I can tell when to back off when to, you, know, you know how to do this face to face. And I wonder if people just think they, they can use that same sort of drive and aggressiveness online where it's so cold and it's so disconnected and it just doesn't get the same results. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm postulating here. What do you think of that? Mm, I, I think there's definitely some truth in that. And I also just wonder if some of it is just not knowing better. You know, when we know better, we do better. Mm-hmm. And some of it could just be, you know, a, a degree of what's the word? Well, heck, since we're being real here, I'm going to just say laziness. <laughs> oh, that's the word that's, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we're keeping it 100. <laughs> yeah, we're keeping it 100. 100. I mean, we, you know, again, it, it it's too brutally competitive out there for you to be lazy or hazy or sloppy. You, you know, if you invest the hours in the upfront work and planning, that sales meeting is going to be so incredible. The depth of the questions you're going to be able to ask, and even just the the depth of the conversation, you're going to be a breath of air for these people. So who doesn't want that? It's like your your mom used to say, do your homework. Well, yeah, I'm saying it. Do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're talking about that laziness. That's funny. So uh, we were in retail for most of the last decade. So we would have, you know, open positions, tr- traditional retail positions. And the the monsters and the career builders and all these online properties make it so easy to apply for a job now that we got to the point where we were like, don't even look at anybody who didn't send a cover letter. Mm. And it's almost the, the B2B and the, the adult or the, you know, the further along the career path version of that, which is it's so easy on LinkedIn and digitally to just sort of throw something, cut and paste and no yes. personalization. And none of that great stuff you're talking about, about the research and all of that. So here's my question. How do you, how do you teach somebody to find the balance? How do you coach? I wouldn't say teach as much as coach somebody to, to find the balance, to use that research and then make that approach. Mm. Yes. Fantastic question, because I think we can raise a key distinction here. We want to use research to peak interest and to open a door. 
And then the goal is to take the conversation offline to a face-to-face meeting. So if I have done all of my research and I, and I am really, um, you know, just getting inside the mindset of this prospective client, hopefully I'm coming up with, with something that's going to pique their interest enough to want to meet with me, or at least, you know, let's, let's have a phone conversation. Let's explore if what we have warrants getting together. And if it does, why don't we go ahead and set up a meeting and talk about how I might be able to support your, you know, XYZ effort. That's really good. That's really good. And I I like how you talk about the goal of it, because I think some people just do these blast things and they don't even know what they're going for. (laughs) Yeah, they don't know what they're going for. And uh, guess what? The person on the other end is just going delete, delete, delete. So it's not Mm -hmm. effective. Right, right. And one of the things that I think is really important, and I know you've talked about this and written about this, is how part of sales is really differentiating yourself in a positive way. Yeah. Um, What do you think are some of the best ways for folks to do that to really help themselves stand out in a positive way? Because what we just talked about, a lot of what stands out is the negative, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. You know what? It's, It's really doing the basics. Because Mm -hmm. there is nothing that is so revolutionary that you need to do to differentiate yourself. But I think it needs to be intentional and I think it needs to be consistent. You know, first of all, we we certainly said doing the homework and, and the planning because that will enable you to have a fantastic conversation that is rich and worth your prospective customer's time and frankly worth your time too. So that's one thing, you know, you know, having the great conversation. The second thing is listening. (laughs) It's pausing, letting a little bit of air get into the conversation, allowing them to think and process. And I think it's also recognizing different communication styles. So when you're seated across from someone, try to figure out where they're coming from, you know, are they the type of person that's warm and, you know, are they, um, what's the word I'm looking at? Amiable. You know, do they chat a lot? Do they get down to business? Do they seem to want facts, figures, you know, just, just on a very high level, see if you can intuit what's important to them and then communicate to them in the way that they want to be communicated with. There you go. I'm putting it on a pillow. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That, see, I, I love some of the some of the ways you've answered these questions, Casey. You know, I'm one of the people. I actually have a chapter in my book, which I'll, I'll have to send you. But it's literally sales techniques to close it in. It's all about using sales techniques, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, in customer service. But I, you know, some people like sales and customer service are at odds, and I get that because a lot of times the sales force sets expectations that the customer service people have to deal with. But when you break it down and you look at an entire customer experience, they are all achieving the same goal. I mean, everything you just said, we could have almost basically put customer service in front of. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. You know, or customer experience. So it's amazing. Well, let's see. Let's wrap up here. I want to ask you a final, final question. And it's a good one to be a final question because it's a closing question. Now, I want to ask you about <laughs> closing the sale uh, because one of the things – I think people struggle with is how to close without being pushy and how to close without being cheesy and using all these techniques that are, you know, in the wrong hands, very transparent and very uh, problematic. So, so how do you 
you know, because the, the way I look at the closing from a customer experience standpoint is if you close the sale positively or you don't get the sale, either way, that's your final impression. So it's really important how you go about it. So talk to us a little bit about closing. Yeah, you know, it, closing is interesting because it seems to be the emotion, the most emotional part of your interaction where maybe it's high stakes, maybe it's worth a lot of money or prestige or power or whatever. So, you know, frankly, people get all twisted over this thing. What do I say? And, and you know, we're sweating and wringing our hands. I like to say that if your conversation has gone smoothly from the very beginning, your close can be a brief sentence. It can be something like, well, you know what? I'm I'm really glad that we had the opportunity to explore today. You know, what would you like to see happen next? Hmm. Or it could be you proposing a definitive step. Like, you know, you know, thanks. It's it's really great we got together today and we got to explore mutual concerns and interests. I think it makes sense for us to go forward. What do you think? Nice. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like the tone. I like everything about it. And I look back on my own time as an entrepreneur because I don't really see myself as a natural salesperson at all. But as an entrepreneur, that comes with the job, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, it uh, does. You know, the ones that I look back on and I think, oh, yeah, like I knew from the first conversation that there was a connection and it felt good, you know, and I know that looking back, there wasn't any super closing moment it was just a natural progression of things. And I think that's a great reminder and a great, speaking of closing, it's a great way to wrap up here. So <laughs> this was fantastic, Casey. And, and we want to make sure our listeners can find you and all the information that you offer. So where can they find you online? They can find me at salescoal911.com, where I have a complimentary book that they can download that helps them sell better and in, wrap sales into their everyday world. And I also am on LinkedIn, Casey Carpenter, under Casey Carpenter. And my website is CaseyCarpenter.net. Perfect. And we'll make sure all of that is in the show notes as well. And I will be downloading that book ASAP. So <laughs> Henceforth, awesome. forthwith. Yes. yes thank you thank so much, you. Casey. We really appreciate it. You Thanks, are welcome. Casey. My pleasure. We hope you enjoyed episode 146 of Crack the Customer Code with special thanks to audible.com. Don't forget to sign up for your free audiobook and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash customer code. Did you know you can see our show notes for this and all episodes at crackthecustomercode.com? And did you know that we love your feedback and your reviews and your <laughs> ratings on iTunes? We love it all. So keep it coming, please. I'm Jeannie Walters. Stay current on the latest customer experience trends and insights and see my TEDx talk at 360connects.com. And I'm Adam Tepork, and I'm taking Jeannie's bar key away from her. <laughs> you can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.